Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Our children will never be the same. They are marked with the hand of the Lord. They will not go wayward. Our children will not go to jail. They will not be trapped by the enemy. Hallelujah shall come to pass. You will see them grow up. Amen. Become pastors. Amen. Become lady pastors. Amen. Become teachers of the word. You will, see, you will see it happen live. I'm telling you, you will see it happen live. So I want to encourage all parents, release your children. Trust us with your children. Trust the young, the, the, trust, trust us with your children. And your children will turn out right. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. We teach them how to know the word of God. Teach them how to go into the word of God. The Lord will bless us. Amen. Amen. A church that has young people is a church that has a future. Amen. 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 And I see great future here. Because your pastor now is young. So there's a great future. Before, Before you will be ready to come and retire me. It will be like 60, 70 years to come. Amen. So, so you better prepare your heart to, so that when we start the church, you go and be the pastor because I'm not retiring soon unless the Lord chooses to call me. Hallelujah. Even though a little gray hair here and there, still, the blood that is flowing is, is young blood. I tell you. I tell you. And if the Lord would allow us we will do all we can. Amen. Hallelujah. So you to do your best for the Lord. Tell the person standing by you, do your best for the Lord. Tell them, attempt great things for the Lord. See, there is something that I want to, as, 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 as they were playing, right? There's something that I kept saying, which I want all of you to know, that the people who are playing and they are singing, they are not the best instrumentalists we have in town. Because they are not the best. Her brother Nana just plays the lead. Now he's playing the keyboard and leading a song. It is another level of grace. So you have to realize that it's not that he is a pro. This is his first time he's doing this. And if you listen to our brother Hans, uh, Vince behind the drums. It is also to another level. So God gives grace to the willing heart. That's what I'm saying now. Attempt something great for the Lord. You do your best. Your voice may not be the best voice in town. But you, the same voice you have in the bathroom. That voice will also work here someday. And God is going to help you. Hallelujah. So don't, don't put your gift away. Begin to exercise it. Begin to exercise. Yesterday was the safety. It was the young people who were playing the instrument. It was the young Mr. Gaba. Where's Mr. Gaba? Your son. Yeah. He was playing the bass guitar. Have you seen your son playing bass guitar before? Uh, I'm telling you. He's a, he's a professional bass guitarist. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. They were leading. They were doing everything by themselves. And it's a joy. One or two wrong chords. But... We now we can't hear, so it's working. Was play, he was playing. When you see him with his guitar, you now you see there's a bassist in the house. Amen. So let's encourage these children. Let's encourage. They play the drums. It doesn't work. Then another person comes. It doesn't work. Another person comes. It doesn't work. The one will work a little bit. Then another one comes. It's working. 
they are happy to know that they can do something for the Lord. But unfortunately, when we grow a little bit, we retire ourselves. Yeah, whatever you used to do for the Lord, don't retire. Because God still has need of your gift. Are you still here? Just close your eyes and talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to use you in his kingdom. Ask the Lord to use your life. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to stir up his gifts. For God gave gifts to men. Whatever gift that you have, your gift may be the gift of helps that you help in the ministry. Ask God to show you if God can use anything. Ask him to use your life. If it is a voice to sing, may God use you. If it is the ability even to teach the little ones, may God help us, Lord. Father, we ask for your grace, your grace, your grace. Pour out your grace upon us, O God. For you are looking for men that will stand in the gap. People that will pray. People that will pray. Raise prayer warriors from amongst us. Raise lingers, singers from amongst us. Raise ushers, O oh God, who love the Lord from amongst us. Raise, O oh God, people, O oh God, that, O oh God, will go all out for you. We thank you, Lord, and we bless your holy name. We give you praise. We give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say amen and amen. amen. Have your seat in the presence of the Lord. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. What praise and worship, what song ministration. I believe that it is a joy. Hallelujah. Very important, the prophet's honor. Can you put that, um, show me that video real quick. Before that comes up, in our church, we believe in honoring our father, the prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And every first week, every first Sunday of the year, is a time that we set apart to honor our father, our prophet, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Can I have an amen? amen? So when we hear that Galatians 6 is a time set apart to honor our father, hallelujah, the one that God gave the vision, and as a result of that, we are also partakers of that great vision, hallelujah. A man with a humble heart, a man that has planted over 3,000 churches across the world, a man whose heart is all about souls. Amen. Amen. To go to the ends of the world. To go as far as we can. Amen. I want to watch this um, short clip. This was when they were going to one of the uh, villages for, um, I think, um, Tatale or something like that. When the roads were very bad. Just it's a short documentary. Just put it up. Hallelujah. And we have the covering of our father. This is when they were trying to go and preach the gospel in a corner where no man can go. The car was moving like five, what? I mean, so slow through the waters made in, late in the night just so that somebody can come to know about Christ. I think that we have a father who has a great heart. Hallelujah. And in this Galatians 6, says, you are not coming to honor me. We are honoring our father. Hallelujah. Amen. So in our church, there are days that have been set apart. So Galatians 6 says, it says that the person that teaches you, the person that instructs you in the word, you must share with them in all good things. So prepare your heart. It could be something that, you know, a, a small recording or something that you, you have written. You know, anything that his ministry has been a blessing to you and obviously also it's not just that but if you can be a blessing in any way hallelujah remember that because remember that god has given us fathers hallelujah who have gone ahead of us and have paved a way for our lives to become better can i have an amen amen so in two weeks we'll be honoring our father here in this house it, I mean, I, it, I want it to be special. Decorations has to be special. Everything has to be special. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe that the Lord will help us. Remember, if we honor our fathers, the blessing and the anointing, it flows from the head down. 
Remember that. If you honor a father, the anointing, it comes from the head down. When he's in his closet and lift up his voice, I pray for the pastors that I have sent out. That prayer affects my life, and my life affects your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed to be here? I also want to make this special announcement. Amen. In our church, we take exams. Tell somebody exams. Tell somebody exams. Hallelujah. We have our annual global exams. Amen. Which is the age exams that is coming up. Amen. So, the annual global, this trip, we are writing, the, uh, we are writing an exams on a book. Hallelujah. That is the book that we used um, for our fasting and prayer throughout the year. Amen. I want to give us a specific. Uh, so, we are writing, using the book, The Anointed and His Anointing. Amen. The Anointed and His Anointing. The exams is going to be in November. Hallelujah. So, the registration link and everything will be put on the church workers' page. This exam is for all pastors, all reverend ministers, all shepherds, workers in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, register. You get to, we study the book. We go, you know, that's when we say shepherds are staying behind. We go into the book and then we write these exams because one thing is reading a book and another thing is knowing what is in the book and the other thing is that having the understanding and the wisdom to apply it can I have an amen I know somebody saying the small church we have come to me is <laughs> amen. amen but if you are a worker you come to understand the importance of the anointed his anointing Hallelujah. So I encourage all workers, amen, to actually participate in this, amen. We will teach you, we will go through the box, amen. And then also all the shepherds have been trained. At a point in time will come, they will be equipped to be able to pastor churches and do the work of God around. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm believing God that we will plant more churches. So we are planting, what, two churches this year? We are still planting. It will happen. Amen. So when it happens, make yourself available to be a part of the working force. Can I have an amen? amen. Today I'm honored to have my wife in the house. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Yesterday also happens to be her birthday. Amen. amen. So today I used a little bit of my power to tell her not to go. She should just... You just come, come and be here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So our brother Shadrach is handling church service today in Evansville. So anytime she's not here, it's not that we have quarreled and she has stopped the church. <laughs> Amen. She's here, but she also pastors the church. Every Sunday morning, she sits in the car. Sometimes she goes to with brother Rotimi and other people drive with drives all the way, two hours away from here to go and pastor a church on University of Southern Indiana campus. Pastors the church. She will finish, turn around, come and meet us here. Sometimes we go for visitation, come and take care of all those things. So the work of God is being done. Can I have an amen? So make yourself available for the work. Hallelujah. And God is going to equip you. Amen. Should I preach today or I shouldn't preach? Can I preach? Turn to a brother or sister by you and tell them that Charlie, it's time for the word. Tell them it's time for the word. Tell them, do you have your notebook, your pen, and your Bible? Or do you have your iPad with stuff in? If they don't have anything, tell them that, hey, bro, you can't sit by me like that, too. Tell them that me, I write notes. Oh, you are not saying, tell me, me, I take notes. So next time you consider sitting by me, you have to be ready. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. Amen. What a blessing. Father, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word. May the eyes of understanding be enlightened as we behold wondrous things out of your law, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. 
So last week we started talking about, what did we talk about last week? I'm warming up. Oh, you know when I warm up, it's something else. So I'm warming up. What did we talk about last week? Unity in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And we were saying that, you know, God wants the church to be united. Hallelujah. God wants Christians to agree with one another. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to agree with one another. This morning I was sharing at, uh, in the French church, I was telling them that, you know, one of the things that you would, you would need to, you know, find intimacy with a person is when you spend time with them. Hallelujah. And when two people be together for a long time, love develops. You're a young man. There's a young lady. Every time you give them ride, you buy them McDonald's, you take them here. All of a sudden, after a period of time, you will see that your heart begins to go like puku, 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 because your heart is responding to that intimacy. You will see, no, you're having ideas of I love you, I love you, I love you. So when two people dwell together for a long time, especially the opposite sex, love develops. That's why we don't encourage young men. Every time you are visiting a, a, a single lady, you are visiting her. Every time you visit her, I'm going for follow-up. Every time you go, you are alone. You will see no love has developed and you have gone in another direction. Because when two people be together for a long time, love develops. Hallelujah. When you spend time with somebody, you have love for that person. So God, in his own divine way, expects that when we become Christians, when we become members of the church, that we must agree with one another. Hallelujah. God requires that we agree with one another. But unfortunately, Satan also fights against unity in the church. And a church that is not united is a weak church. Oh, but as for our church, we will be united. I say as for our church, we will be what? We will be united. We will stand together. Through the test of times, we will stand together. We will love one another. A church is full of imperfect people and imperfect pastor. So don't expect the best from me. Hallelujah. Don't expect the best from me. You can mark my English. I don't care because English is not my first language. Yeah. When I say I'm speaking my local dialect, that one, I can speak it. When I begin to speak it, you will not understand. That's why I'm considering speaking English. So the little I'm speaking, you should be happy with it. Hey! So the church is full of imperfect people. Ushers are not perfect. Singers are not perfect. Everybody is not perfect. Because there's only one perfect one. See, one time the people came and they were calling him good master. He said, why do you call me Good. Not everybody is good. We have only one good. It's our heavenly father. Are you still here, somebody? So no matter our weaknesses, God expects that we love one another. Hallelujah. She love one another. And that is what brings the, the, the strength of a church. A church's strength is in the unity that is in the church. And we must endeavor to be united in the church of God. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? We had also mentioned that when you, you look at any sports team, it is their ability to play together as a team, united as they stand and they play. That is what increases their chances of winning tournaments. Hallelujah. But if there is only one player in there who thinks that they are the best, and when they have to release the ball, they don't release the ball, it's not likely that that team is going to do well. So a time comes where you must make a certain kind of sacrifice. You don't only look to yourself. In the church, you don't only think about yourself. You don't only look to the needs of yourself. Sometimes in, in other churches, not here, somebody has decided to go and teach in the Sunday school. It's only because that their child is in the Sunday school. So that all the other children are, mis are misbehaving, but their eyes are only following their child. You should never look to your own because God desires that the church, whatever you have, is for us. 
Amen. What I have is for you. Hallelujah. And I believe that the Lord is going to help us. Are you still here? For the church to do well, we must be united. Give us Matthew chapter 12. Let's read the scripture quickly. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter number 12. Matthew 12. Let's start reading from the verse 22. Matthew 12 and the verse 22. Then was brought unto him one possessed with what? A devil. Blind and dumb. And he healed him. In so much that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. May God heal our blindness. May he heal our spiritual deafness. That we may hear him and will be able to speak. Hallelujah. Then he says that, and all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Next verse. But when the Pharisees, you know, heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devil, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devil. Let's see, the last time I was saying that Pharisees are the people who are far to see. They can't really comprehend things. Go to the next verse quickly. Then listen to what happened. And Jesus knew this thought. In other versions, Jesus Christ knew what was in their heart. God knows what is in your heart. Sometimes when you rise up and we are doing anything, God knows what is in our heart. Even before we come to him, God knows what is in our heart. And if God wants to stop you, he can stop you. Hallelujah. Because no one can fight against God and win. Can I have an amen? Then look at this. Then he said that, and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to what? Desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. A house that is divided amongst itself shall be brought to desolation. becomes desolate. It's like a desert. There is no life. Only plants that can survive in the desert are called xeromorphic plants. They have xeromorphic features. In the midst of drought, they are able to find ways of getting the smallest amount of water. Can I have an amen? So he said that as the people, the Pharisees were saying that this person is casting out these devils by the spirit of Beelzebub. It's like Satan is casting out the evil spirit with evil spirit. Then he says that no, 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 no. Even in the kingdom of Satan, if Satan decides to cast out another demon, that kingdom will not stand. A house that is divided among itself, the house will not stand. That is why where there is no unity in the church, the church is weak. Where there is no togetherness, the church is weak. Somebody may falter. But when somebody sins, the Bible says that we should go and strengthen the person. Because everybody here has their own sins. Maybe you don't commit fornication. But you are a number one liar. Even how you got your green card, you had to lie. <laughs> Don't let us go there yet. Then now you look at somebody, and then you look at that person, and you feel that you are better than that person. Yeah. Because a lot of times, what we are, what our sins, we cover our sins, and we can clearly see somebody's sins. But that thing does not cause unity in the church. You now have an Amen. Am I preaching a good message? Please give us the verse 25 again before we go on. Yeah. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to what? Desolation. And every city or house divided against itself it shall not stand. Remember when we become the people that is causing division in the church, that you are becoming an enemy of God. Because it's the devil who is an enemy of God. As for God, he's building his church. Next verse, please. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then shall, is that a, how shall then his kingdom stand? Next verse. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devil, by whom do, you, do, do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall what? 
be your what? Your judge. I'm telling you. So, as we, we continue to see this, Jesus Christ gives us a defined description that any house, any company that has people in it, that causes it to divide, weakens that company. And therefore, if you are in the church and yours is to divide the church, you become an enemy of God. Go with me again to Matthew. Give us Matthew. Matthew chapter 18. Let's read Matthew chapter 18. The Lord will help us to have a divine understanding. Matthew chapter 18. Let's start from verse 18. Matthew 18, 18. Verily I say unto you, whosoever ye shall, well, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be what? Bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be what? Loosed in heaven. Next verse. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching what? Anything that they shall what? Ask it shall what? Be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Go to the verse before. The verse before. The verse before. It says that what? Anything that we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Anything that we lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he said that if two shall agree, anything that we shall ask the Father, God is going to grant it to us. Go to the next verse for us, please. Verse 20, 20. Then he says that, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am, what? In the midst of them. I learned something from my father a long time ago. Sometimes for a scripture to make much more meaning to you, read it backwards. Where two or three gather, God is there with them. If God is there with them, then whatsoever thing that we shall lose here on earth, heaven would agree with it. Whatever we are binding on earth, heaven is going to agree. Said so when two agree on a matter. So what does it mean to agree? To, to agree on the matter is we are united with the same mind, with the same heart. We are going in the same direction. That is why I mentioned the other time that if there is no love and there is no unity amongst us, when we meet, God will not show up. Because it's when to agree. It's, that's the only reason why God will show up. So where two or three are gathered in my name, when we are gathered in the name of the Lord, there must be unity. That is when God shows up. So if you come to church and the environment is some way, it's because you have brought your some wayness to come and make that environment some way. Can I have an amen? amen. Is that the truth or is it a lie? If you come and the church is not flowing, why is that? Because a lot of times, if you go to a church and then you yourself, you are very distant. It takes you a while to flow. Revival may be taking place, but before you actually see that there is a revival going on, all throughout the time, you yourself, you are suffering. Can I have an amen? amen? So unity is important for the church of God to make progress. There is nothing that we can ask of God and receive until we agree. Tell the person sitting by you, I must agree with you. Tell them that no matter what, we have to agree. Tell them, agree with me and I would also agree with you. Hallelujah! You may not like the dress that they wore today, but you must agree that they made their choice. You may not like their hairstyle, but you must accept it that they made that choice. You must agree. Have you met somebody that you know said, oh, your hair is nice. What you were trying to say is that who told you to do this hair? That's what we are actually trying to say. As for this hairstyle, who told you? Who told you? Maybe it looks good on somebody's head. But you, who told you to wear this hair? So your hair is really nice. And then you touch it a little bit. It's not a good sign. Somebody who loves you is the person who will tell you the truth. That as for this hairstyle, don't do it again. Ah! Don't be offended. That person really loves you. 
Can I have an amen? amen? So unity makes a church strong. Today I just want to tackle the enemies of unity. Everything I was saying was just intro to what I'm about to say. The enemies of unity. If God requires the church to have unity for us to be united because it is in our unity that we find strength. Can I have an amen? Amen. If we are all agreeing to do the things that God wants us to do, we will find strength. So enemies of what? Unity. Hallelujah. Enemies of unity. I'm just going to give us two. There are two main enemies of unity. Number one is gossip. Gossip. How many of us have gossiped before? A church is full of imperfect people. So, if you said you've gossiped before, how many of us have gossiped before? How many of us have never gossiped before? So, which one is better? Is it that you have gossiped before you just told a lie? Both of them are sin, right? So, both of them are working against us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 1, when you read from verse 29 down, Romans chapter 1, from the verse 29 down, there are list of, a list of unrighteous deeds that are given over there, hallelujah, it says that being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiting, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil, Inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding. Is there what? Covenant breakers, without natural affection, in, in what? what? In, implaceable, unmerciful. It keeps going on and on and on. Then it goes on and gossip is put in the middle. Or gossip or, you know, backbiting. Can I have an Amen. So, with all this list of unrighteous things, you see that it is right at the center. Gossip is released for us. Hallelujah. Gossip. What is gossip? The dictionary defines gossip as what? Idle talk. Rumors. Unproven personal and private information about somebody. There's something that you keep on spreading which is not true. Oh, have you heard? Have you heard? You see that this, this pastor he has not been coming with his wife to church nowadays. Every morning they quarrel, so her wife sits at home and then watches TV. Unproving <laughs> private information, then you carry it up. What you are carrying up boldly, the thing is not true. That is what we call gossip. It has not been proven to be true. You see, and one of the ways you see, one of the ways you can actually know truly that if the person is gossiping or the person is what is saying is true, that as soon as they say, I have you, I say, you stand here. The person is in church. Let me call them to come and say the same thing that. So, oh, I beg you, this we are playing, small play we are playing. Then you realize that what they are saying is not the truth. Can I have an amen? That is why you should just not be a person who takes what people say and then make your decisions based on what people are saying. Because as we are here right now, I can call my wife and give her a message and tell her to give the message to Sister Bossidy and give it to Abina and keep on going. Go to Hannah, uh, Helen, then go. By the time it gets to the last person, if I tell them to come here and give the message, the message would have been altered or changed. You know why? Because people put their own meaning to things. Yeah. People put their own meaning to things. So that is why when somebody gives a message to somebody and a message to somebody and message, by the time it gets to the actual person that must receive that message, he realizes that the message is different. That is why if you have a matter with somebody, 
the Bible encourages you to go to the person and settle the score. If the person does not respond, then bring another person with you and go to that person and deal with the matter. Hallelujah. But if you send somebody to take that same message, then you may end up that the message that comes to you, you realize that the message has been altered. Can I have an amen? amen. Are you still here or you have gone home? Amen. Hallelujah. So God expects us that we must fight against this enemy of what? Unity, which is gossip. Things that you say that are not true. Things that have been fabricated. Things that have been moved on from one person to the other. It gets to the point that the thing is not the truth. If husband and wife have issues, face them. Say it and then move on. Hallelujah. Don't hoard it and then be sending the message from one place to the other. I pray that God will help his church. Hallelujah. Gossip does destroy the church. Things that people say about the church, even outside, it is the deadliest thing. But you must be persuaded that the presence of God is here. You must be fully persuaded. And why do you go to that church? It's because I feel that when I go there, the presence of the Lord is there. It's a good answer. Because we don't claim to be the best church, but we are one of the good churches around. I may not preach prosperity messages, but I preach the word of God. And it is the word of God that makes a man prosperous. You watch carefully. As the word continues to come, you become wise. You'll be able to handle financial prosperity. You'll be able to handle it. Are you still here? So gossiping is deadly. It divides the kingdom of God. It divides the people of God. And when there is division, the church becomes powerless. That's what I'm saying. That if somebody, you have an issue with somebody, tackle it. Matthew chapter 18, 15. Put it up for us. Exactly what I was saying. Matthew 15, 18. Quick, quickly. Matthew 18, 15. 18, 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, it means that when your brother does something against you, he said, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Charlie, I didn't like the way you know, I was coming. I said, hello. And you didn't look at, you know, you, don't, you didn't mind me. Sort it out. Don't go home and feel that, eh, this person, this usher, he thinks he has prospered. Hey, even good morning, when I say good morning, he didn't even look, you know, it's like, he feels, you don't know, you, you don't know what was on his mind. You don't know the call he got this morning. You don't know where he's coming from. Maybe he went throughout the night. Maybe he had a crazy night, and as a result of that, but still because they, they want to do their father's job, they are standing there as an usher. Go to them between you and the person. Tell them, I didn't like A, B, and C. They said, oh, you know, it was far from my mind. I've had people accuse me, you did A, B, and C. I said, what you were saying, I don't even remember. Say, oh, I'm sure. I said, I don't even remember. But if I did it, I am sorry. So look at it. Then he says, I go and tell them, you know, between you and then the... If he shall hear thee, thou hast what? Gain thy brother. Go to the next verse. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. It is after the thing has not worked, that's when you take one or two more. And then you go to the same person presenting the same case. Bible is saying that if the person does not agree, then you have a witness. Can I have an Amen. So it pays to deal with the, our mistakes, our trespasses, our faults among ourselves. Don't go home and then go and create theses of somebody not saying good morning. And then you begin to pass on the theses. Oh, can you read, proofread for me? By the time they finish, they have the same mind with you. By the time you realize about half of the congregation are thinking that the usher is proud. Yeah. 
So when they are coming to church, the usher tells them to come and sit here. I say, I won't sit there. I don't like any proud person moving me around. It's the truth. He said, you have a witness. So the church is full of unperfect and people who have their own shortcomings. But when somebody falters against us or does something that is against us, let us go to him and settle the matter. If there is anybody in the church you cannot stand, after today, settle the matter. Just settle the matter. Simple settling. Yeah, simple settling. Settle the matter. If it's husband, wife, wife, husband, settle the matter. His church members. You used to sit here. Now, after the person was moved forward, you don't sit there again. Settle the matter so you'll be free. There's so many chairs in the church. Say, this person sat on this chair last week and the usher is trying to put me on the same chair. I'm not going to sit on. What is the problem? Can I have an amen? There must be zero tolerance for gossip in the church. There must be what? Zero tolerance for gossip in the church. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So how should we do, deal with gossip in the church? What do you think? Number one, do not be the source of gossip. The best way to deal with something is you don't be the source. Do not be the source of gossip. Do not be the one that always have something to say about something that was done. And your perspective is the right one. Because when we take a glass and it's half full, somebody can say that the thing is half empty. You can say it's half full. Your point of view is dependent on your viewpoint. Yeah, your point of view is based on your viewpoint. So somebody is seeing it as half full, you, you are seeing it as half empty. It is the same amount of water. Can I have an amen? amen? Do not be the source of gossip. Do not be the source of gossip. Your house should not be a place where you go and you chew the leaders of the church. Because anything that comes out of from, from the pulpit is the word of God. I'm not preaching this message because of you. In every church, there is gossip. So if I give an example and it's about you, it's because in every church, there is gossip. Yeah. The only reason why you are taking it personal is because you have been gossiping. That's the only reason why you are taking it very personal. That's the only reason. Because if you have not been doing it, then... It's just an information. And then you move on. Can I have an amen? 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 Do not be a source of gossip. Tell the person sitting by you, do not be a source of gossip. Tell them that keep your tongue under control. Hallelujah. Keep your tongue under control. It's not everything that you have to say. Hallelujah. Hey, have you seen that this person, when they come to church, they get up a lot. When they come to church, every five minutes they are getting up. Hey, are they pregnant? Is it your matter? Ah. If they get up, let them get up. Sometimes maybe, maybe they are taking a medication called laces. If you take laces, you go to the bathroom quite often. You don't know that. So don't speak anything like that. Then you go and you say that, you know, I've been watching for the past two weeks. And then, you know, you call somebody say, today too she did it again. I was counting. She got up like six or four times. Is it your matter? Can I have an Amen. If you got to go and you don't go, you can weary on yourself. So allow the person to be free. Are you still here? Number two way we must deal with gossip is rebuke anybody who, who tries to share gossip. Rebuke them. Rebuke them. 
As soon as the person says, nah, 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 nah. I don't like any gossiper in my life. Take your gossip away. Rebuke them. Rebuke them. Don't, don't be harsh, but rebuke them. Tell them that if you have something to say, you keep it to yourself. Yeah. Rebuke them. Rebuke them. Hallelujah. Say that you would rather hear something else. Don't let people push you to the point where you also begin to believe false information. Always find out truth for yourself. People hear news, they don't even know the source. Then they begin to spread. Have you heard? Have you heard? Anytime somebody starts with, have you heard? Tell him that I have not heard, I don't want to hear. Can I have an amen? Because if the truth is in the word of God, it will be manifested. Hallelujah. If the truth is in the word of God, it will be manifested. If there's somebody sitting here, you feel they are living a double standard of life, pray for them. But if it is the truth, it will be manifested because in a church there is a spirit of discernment. God will cause the discernment for stuff to be known. So what are the two ways we need to deal with gossip? Don't be the source. Ask the person, are you the source of gossip? Tell them, don't be the source. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3 verse 10. First Peter chapter 3 verse 10. Hmm. Let's look at this. For he that will love life. I want to say that if you love life and you want to see good days, keep your mouth shut. That's the conclusion of the matter. If you love life and you want to experience good days, then it's a word. Refrain your tongue from evil and what? Your lips that it may not speak what? Guile. That means that do not go and be speaking things that you are not supposed to speak. Because this tongue, it is like fire. The tongue can change the course of a person's life. Bible says that it has been placed as part of the members, but the tongue had to be tamed because what this tongue can speak can actually turn somebody's life around. Can I have an amen? So as a Christian, what you say, it matters. So it's very important to tame your tongue. Ask somebody sitting by you, can you tame your tongue? Tell them that I want you to learn to tame your tongue. If you cannot, I will help you. James chapter 3, verse 6. How are you going to help them? You will rebuke them when they begin gossip. Yeah, you can still help them. You know, because somebody can only gossip when there is a listener. You know that. So if there is no listener, then there will not be any gossip. That's it. It ends from there. Hallelujah. Bible says that, and the tongue is what? A fire. What does fire do? It will burn your whole world. A world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and set it on fire, the course of nature. Hallelujah. And it's what? Set on fire of hell. So the tongue is fire. The tongue can destroy. Somebody's tongue can destroy the church. Do you know that? That's why be careful if you have had the privilege to be closer to the pastor. Very careful. Don't abuse that privilege. Because somebody will take something that you say and because of your closeness, your proximity, they will feel that it is true. And as you carry it on and you also take it and you move it on and on and on, what you don't know is that you have become like that fire that destroys the city of God. And anyone that destroys the church of God, a great curse comes upon you. Can I have an amen? amen? The second thing that divides a church is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness closes up heavens. We have to agree. If we don't agree, we, we, we cannot forgive one another. We will pray, ah, God will not listen. Yeah. 
God will not listen to us. Because if you cannot forgive your brother, then God cannot forgive you. How do we say we love God? When the brother is sitting by you right here in the church and you cannot stand them. Bible says that we are liars. Can I have an amen? amen? Can we continue to lie? Hallelujah. God wants us to forgive. In Matthew chapter 6, 14 to 15, and I'm bringing my message to a close. Wow. Heaven is closed up. For if you forgive men their trespasses, we've seen the word trespass says for a while, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. If you want God to answer your prayers, learn to forgive. It doesn't matter what they have done. It's because of them you lost your job that you loved. Christ lost his life, not just his job. But he still said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. You just broke your leg because you were walking and somebody tripped you. Jesus Christ, they whipped him and they nailed him to the cross. So there is nothing that somebody has done to you that is comparable to what we did to him. That is why he's saying that if you don't forgive men their trespasses, then your heavenly father will also not forgive. It means that if we don't learn to forgive, the church of God will be divided. Yeah. A church member would offend you. Somebody will hurt your feelings, especially your pastor. Learn to forgive. Learn to allow them. Learn to flow. Just go with the flow. Don't be a critic. Hallelujah. If not, you cannot receive. And if you cannot receive, you are in the wrong place. Can I have an amen? amen? Forgiveness is important. If there is unforgiveness in your heart and you should die right now, your destination is hell. Because God will not even consider. Is that not what he said? But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. It means that God will not even consider. It doesn't matter whether you are playing keyboard, you are singing solo, you are an usher. It doesn't matter if you cannot forgive a father who offended you or a sister who offended you. Somebody did not take care of you. You needed somebody to spare you $20. They said they can't give you when you knew they had. And as a result of that, you have decided that as for this person, even when I see their dead body, I, some people say, even when I see their dead body, I'll pass on the other side. You better come and rescue them. Because Christ, if we are Christians, that should be one of our traits. Can I have an amen? amen. Colossians chapter 3, from verse 12 to 14. And then we'll end the message. Wow. Today I feel that I'm very cool. I'm very cool. Today I feel, I feel I'm very cool. Because the message is, is a, a weightier message. Like it's very, the weight is heavy. It has to sink down. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm cool for a reason. Yeah. It says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. Be merciful. Be merciful to one another. Show mercy. Show mercy. When you show somebody mercy, God will cause somebody else to show you mercy. Be merciful. Don't take that thing too tight. Say, as for this, they must, they must pay. They must pay. I will, I will make sure they pay. Hey. By the time you realize, you are the one that is paying for it. When the film starts, we begin our production, you will see. Amen. It's happening. This verse, note this verse. This is going to be one of our productions. You see this entire verse. So all those who have put down their name, read it and let God give you revelation of your part because it's coming. He said, bowels of mercy, kindness, 
Humbleness of mind is what? Meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and what? Forgiving one another. This is what it is. It said that as God's elect, as Christians, as people that God has saved, we must put on all this. Can I have an amen? And he said, if what? Any man has what? A quarrel against any. Then he begins to, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on what? Love, which is what? A bond of perfect. Last week we read that part. We didn't add the top part. But what is he saying is that what this verse is trying to tell us as a conclusion of everything, if you have any issue with anybody, go back up. He said, put on. Take it and put it on. Deliberately decide that I want to love this person even though they broke my heart. That's why if you're a young person or a young lady, young girl, a guy has broken your heart before. The person should never be your enemy. Pray for them and love them. Just don't allow yourself to be vulnerable to them again. But love them. But don't say that, ask for it, you will pay. It's not worth it. If in the midst of holding on to that grudge, God appears, you are going to hell. And that person probably may have a good relationship with the Lord. When you hate somebody or you don't agree with somebody, your blood pressure is the one that goes up. And that person's blood pressure is normal. You have headaches. That person has no headaches. So you realize that if you would look at the whole thing as it is, it is better for you to forgive. Because that person, they are working. Because a lot of times, eh, if you don't like somebody, the person does not know that you don't like them. Because you are not confident enough to walk to their face and say, you, I don't like you. So as a result of that, as you are walking, and the person is walking me and say, well, look, look at how he's walking. Look, look. He thinks he's a, you know. Meanwhile, you are the one that is thinking about it, and your heart is boiling, you know, and then all that. By the time you see, no, you are in the ear. So, God is actually helping us by saying that, forgive as I also forgave you. Because if we don't deliberately put on love, then we will walk in the church and be people that smile. I smile with her, but behind the doors. She's not even my friend. She's one of my best friends in the world. Yeah, she's one of my best friends in the world. She has to be. You cannot be my best friend. You cannot. You know you cannot be. She is my best friend. You are one of the friends, but my best friend, she's here. If you want to know my best friend, she's here. After church, come and see her. She will help you. Can I have an amen? amen. So put on charity. It is love that would make a church that is full of imperfect people look like it is perfect. That's what Which is the bond of perfectness. That people come here and say, ah, are these also human beings? It looks like everything they do is like, it's like this we are not perfect. But when there is love, when we have bowels of mercy, when you go to a place that this thing that this person did, they were supposed to do A, B, and C, but they do contrary to because of the love of Christ. Then people now begin to see. Remember in John chapter 13, verse 35, that's where we started from. Put it up for us. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If what? If what? If you love one another. Somebody rise to your feet. Yeah. Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to thank the Lord. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Pray that God would help us to forgive. God would help us to be united. God will help us to stand. God will help us. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Bandala Boshi Kesenele Mamanda. 
Pray that God will cause us to have mercy, have mercy, have bowels of mercy, have compassion, live kindly with one another. As that the Lord will help us, he would help us. Jehovah God will teach us to understand his ways and to understand his will. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your magnificent grace that is with us. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Let there be, O oh God, my God, charity. May we put on charity. May we put on love, Lord. May we put on love. Ask the Lord that you put on love. Pray and ask God to give you the grace to love somebody that you cannot stand, to love your enemies. Bible says we should love our enemies and pray for them. Ask that God will give you that grace. It is only the Holy Spirit that can make this possible. As we are preaching, you are saying, the Pastor, it's not easy. I know it is not easy. But with the Spirit of God, it is possible for you to be released and to work for God. Heavenly Father, teach your children. Teach us, Lord. Teach us how to walk, O oh God, in humility, in lowliness of mind, O oh God, executing your will of loving one another. Let, O oh God, the hand of God, the hand of Jehovah, let it rest upon us, Lord. We thank you and we bless you, Lord. Fill our hearts with a fresh understanding of brotherly love. Let it come to pass, O oh God, that, my God, everything that will be a divisive force. We pray against every dividing force, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amongst us, we say that bind us with cause that cannot be broken. Let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts for one another in the name of Jesus. Fill us, O God, with pure love. Pure love, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name in the mighty name of Jesus. Every eyes close. Every eyes close. You may be here, you don't know the Lord. If you do not know the Lord, if you should die right now, or you are here, unforgiveness is difficult for you to forgive. It's difficult for you to forgive. I was just about to do another call, but I want to pray. I want to sincerely pray. You are here as someone you have been trying to forgive. Every time you think about that, it brings tears to your eyes. And you, you try as much as you can, but it's difficult for you. I want to agree with you. I want to stand here and agree with you. If you are such a one, I want you to leave your seat and just come. I want to pray with you. Every eyes closed, every eyes closed. You want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, pray. I feel a special grace here to help us to forgive and to walk in love. When you think about it, it's so difficult and it's so painful. But the grace of God is here to help you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just face me. Just stand around and face me. Every eye is closed, but you are here. That is a painful thing for you. Sweet Spirit of the living God, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, show mercy. God is changing your destiny. He's changing your, your direction. He will give you the grace to be able to forgive. If the Holy Spirit does not help you, it is not going to be easy for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, ask him to give you the grace, a supernatural 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 grace. Pray, 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 pray. Mandala baba baba baba. sikini mahango yasandala baba. Father, we stand in agreement, Lord, with your daughters, O God, and your son. As they stand here, O God, a grace to forgive. A grace to forgive, a grace to forgive, a grace to forgive. Strength, Lord, strength, Lord, divine strength, Lord. Strength, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, O God, I pray that which, O God, every scar, every, O God, wounds, O God, that, O God, in the name of Jesus, cannot heal. I pray for the supernatural power of God. I pour in the oil and the blood, O God, into that wound, that that wound shall heal, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that every head, O God, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive that grace to forgive. 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 Receive that grace 
grace to forgive. Father, in the name of Jesus, give grace, O God, to your children. As O God, they are boldly, O God, acknowledge that they need your help. Let help come, Lord. Send forth angels that will help them. Help them, O God, in the name of Jesus. Give them a heart, O God, that can forgive. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for a grace, a supernatural grace, my God, to forgive. A supernatural grace to forgive. In the mighty name of Jesus, a supernatural grace to forgive, Lord. Have mercy upon their lives, Lord. Have mercy upon their lives. Have mercy, Lord. Father, give them a heart that can forgive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sweet Spirit of the living God. I want everyone to place their hand on their heart. Place your hand on your 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 heart. The Lord will help you. Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. Father, help your daughter. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Just place your hand on your heart. Play this prayer. Pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer with me. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come to you, Lord. Knowing that it's difficult for me to forgive. But I thank you for your word. Help me. Give me a heart that can forgive. Help me to love the one that offended me. The one that hurt my feelings. Give me the grace to love them. I know I cannot do this by myself. I need your help. I need your help. Please help me. Without you, I can do nothing. It's so painful. But I want to forgive. So please help me. Thank you, Lord. I give you my heart today. Come and live in my heart. And be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me. Teach me, therefore, to love others. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for them. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you, and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Come